This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. message this morning and so you know and I'll tell you I I think this is the third time I think I've been here the first time I talked about being an effective Christian and I think the second time I talked about the salt being salt and light in your world you know and you can kind of like when you see me up here excuse me go in the direction just like that because I do believe today is different than it was yesterday I believe that we need to know what we're dealing with so that we can be effective in winning the world that we're living in. You know, I don't know if y'all paying attention like I'm paying attention, but it's, we got a lot of work to do. And, and when I say we, I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about the Christian. You know, the Bible talks about a true disciple. You know, he, he put emphasis on the disciple. He said a true disciple. You know, when you say when people start talking about true people talking about the original. They're talking about non-counterfeit. They're talking about genuine, genuine. You understand what I'm saying? True disciples. Because, you know, you got a lot of people talking, a lot of people praying, a lot of people carrying Bibles, and a whole lot of people speaking in tongues. But what kind of fruit are they toting? Listen, God wants us to make a difference. And we need to be the difference. The problem I'm having today, and I don't know about you, is Christians standing up to what's right. It's time that Christians are seen and not heard. We got to be seen. And when people see you, they see something. People walk away. You know, you can tell people anything. I mean, folks on the street going to watch you. And if what you're saying don't match up with what you're saying... You, you, you can forget it. They ain't following you. They ain't going nowhere with you. I'm telling you. And so how do we win the world? You know, this morning, I want to talk about fruitfulness matter. Fruitfulness matter. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it out of Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is a very powerful ch- chapter in the, Bible, in the Bible. God is talking to us. You know, he talks about a parable of four soils. But there's a message in that. And when he explains it to the 12 and the others that's following him, there's a message in that for us. And it works today. He told it to them then and it works today. We got to change how we do things. You know, they rode donkeys. They rode camels. We driving cars. We got Internet. We got computers. We got all kind of things to help us get this word. Man, we, we got no excuses. But we're not as effective. Now, if I, you know what I do, I, I try to do an assessment. Now, I've been through some, some junk in my life. I'm telling you. And I know some other people have been through some stuff. And when we talk, this is what we talk about. I want to make sure the way I look now and what I'm doing now is not like it was when I first started. I want to be further along the way. I don't want to be declining. I want to be increasing in everything I'm doing. How I'm talking to you. The first time I was up here talking, today I talk different. I'm more confident. (laughs) The more you do things, the more you're confident in doing it. The more you do the right thing, the more you got help in doing the right thing. God will work with you. He will work with you. And it's time, see, that the church, and and this is, it starts, I'm going to tell you where it started with me. It started in my house with me. We got to figure out, you know, working with numbers and stuff like that and stuff I do, you know, if you're out of balance, you know what you have to do. You got to go back to when you last balance. And then you got to go all the way back. You got to go through that thing step by step. You know, you got to figure out where, where is it that I'm missing it? What, 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 what am I missing? Well, when did, was it going good? Go back to that point and you start back up and then you start correcting stuff. Correct it. And then you be consistent with it. And then allow God to work in your life. Man, this thing's not hard. But we got to make an effort to do the right thing. Man, it works everywhere. I'm telling you, man, marriage is needed bad. If they didn't, you see husbands sitting with wives. 
in church. They wouldn't be waiting on whatever they're waiting on TV. I don't know. But it, I used to be that way. Man, I tell you what, this was not my priority. Things had to happen. You know, you might have, it could be an event that has to take place. Something, something drastic to make them come in. But you have to keep doing your part. It doesn't, it doesn't give you the right to do something different than what you're supposed to be doing because they're not doing the right thing. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You got to continue to do the right thing. What won me was the ones in my life that were consistent in doing what they were doing. They kept coming. <laughs> they kept talking. They didn't want talking to me, but I kept looking. And all of a sudden, I wanted to know. I wanted to know. And that's when you, that's when you come in. That's when you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to use you and do some things. You know, um, in John 15, 8, the Bible says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. You know, my focus this morning is going to be on planting the seed of God, understanding spiritual warfare, overcoming distractions. I'm going to talk about seven things in addition to that. But first, I want to define what uh, uh, being productive, being fruitful, because my message is on fruitfulness matter. I don't want you all to forget that fruitfulness matter. Fruitfulness is one of the gifts. One of the, you know, in John, uh, I think it's in Galatians, the Bible says the Holy Spirit produced fruit like this. Faithfulness is one of them. Joy, peace, faithfulness. Gentleness, goodness, self-control. You know, that's what to say the Holy. Now, if the Holy Spirit is in you and I'm talking with Christians now, because it could be some folks that's unsaved. But we're going to give you an opportunity to join the family here in this service. Christians, if you have accepted the Holy Spirit, man, I'm telling you, if you received Christ, he's living in you. He said he produces this kind of fruit. Faithfulness is one of them. Faithfulness matter. It matters. And that's what the word says, man. We need to start. What does the word say? You know, we can get sidetracked and we're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about some of that. But that's what it means. Fruitfulness, man, is producing good stuff. You know, when you accomplish stuff, man, you get out and you cut the grass, fix the fence, wash the cars, come inside, vacuum the floor, fold the clothes, cook the stuff. When you've done all that and you sit back and say, man, I was, I've been productive, man. I, I made things happen. Now, if you're sitting on the couch all day. Time to go to bed. Come, you, you you look back and you ain't done. You have not been productive. Ain't nothing happened. You just been there. Now, if you do that every day, you got some problems. Man, the grass be up past the front door. The neighbors calling the man on you. Somebody else outside cutting your grass. You got the paper. Now you got debt. Now you got all kind of stuff coming at you. Now, that's where you're at, man. When you don't be productive. Somebody else has got your back and doing your thing and you got to pay for it. Man, I'm telling you, it's time for us to make a difference. It's time for us to make a difference. Listen, I'm not talking and I'm talking about some things, man. We the first thing we need to understand that God created us to be productive, fruitful. You know, in Genesis 128, God says, be fruitful and multiply. A lot of people stop right there and believe that the whole bunch of kids follow them around. No, like, listen, he said, be fruitful and multiply. This thing goes past that. You got what you put your hand to and what you're doing with it. You know, that's the first thing we need to understand. That's what he wants us to do. You know, he says, by this, my father, he says, by this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit. That's what it says in, in John 15, 8, man. The next thing we need to understand that this Christian walk that I'm talking about is not automatic. Man, you can't get up in the morning and flip a switch and all of a sudden it happens. You're just walking in the love of Christ. It don't happen that way, man. Man, you can be married, man. You can be living all kind of ways. And all of a sudden things happen, man. You wake up the next day, you don't feel like you, you don't love nobody. <laughs> you want to get as far away as you can from the one that you've been sleeping with. It's not automatic. It takes work. Man, we got to work at this thing. And the only way I know how God has given us a blueprint of how to make that happen in every arena that I'm talking about. It's right there in his word, man, on how we need to do this thing. But what we need to do is we got to take action. That's, the, that's what we got to do. That's the next thing we got to do, man. It's not automatic. I don't get no discount tickets. 
the Pastor Norris don't get no discount ticket. I don't, I don't know how he's living, but I know he's a man like I am. He ain't getting no discount ticket. Ain't no preacher getting no discount. Nobody getting no discount tickets. So you got to pay the full price. I got to pay the full price. What I got to do, you got to do. If we're going to see this next level of growth, if we're going to see this faithfulness work. Man, I ain't talking about success. I'm talking about living and existing in such a way that the world, when they see us, they see him. When they hear us, they hear him. Man, when we walk, we walk like him. You know, I'm not saying that you got to be you got to have this big old Bible or however you do it. And you got to be on the job talking all kind of stuff. I, I used to do that stuff, dropping tracks everywhere. And I, I had to get a realization of what was going on, man. I just was overboard. You know, and especially when you go in the restaurants, man, I used to go dropping tracks on the table and all that kind of stuff. Man, you got to drop some dollars on them tables in the restaurants. They don't want no tracks. You, you can't witness doing that kind of stuff. When you drop some dollars on that table, that waitress or waiter going to come back and they're going to want to give you more coffee. They, whatever you want, man. It gives you a way in when you treat them right and you, when you bless them, now God gives you an opportunity to speak into their lives. But you know what, Christians, man, we got this thing in a whole different way, man. We, we think being a Christian is going out, beating people up with this word, taking it. We got to do, today is not like it was yesterday. We got to understand what it takes to win a brother, to win a sister. I just told you, you know, in Galatians, it talks about the Holy Spirit produced this kind of fruit. Listen, we got to be gentle sometimes. We got to be good sometime. And one of the biggest one of those is we got to be kind all the time. We got to treat people right. I don't know how you want to be treated, but I don't want people to treat me any kind of way. <clears throat> That's why I treat people a certain kind of way. I, the Bible says, do unto others as we will have them do unto you. Now, if I want folk to talk nasty to me, if I want folk to steal my money, if I want folk to do anything they want to do, then I ought to do that to them. But if I treat them right, if I talk to them right, man, I'm telling you, they ought to do me the same way. But you know what you plant going to come up. And I'm talking about faithfulness matters. That's what we're talking about. Listen, listen. This productive life or this faithfulness life, this life I'm talking about, man, this ain't hard. This is not hard. You know, over in Mark chapter 4, that's where I want to start this thing. Jesus, Jesus, man, he started telling the story. He told a whole bunch of stories. Those parables were stories, but this was a story about four souls. You know, and he said, a farm, this is how, he, this is how he, you know, these folks, man, they, they wanted to know what Jesus had and what, what you're talking about, man. They were following him. Whether they wanted food, some of them was hungry. They wanted to eat because he was doing all kinds of miracles and they were getting blessed. And they, some of them didn't care nothing about that word. They just wanted that food. And he told them that. He said, so all y'all want is this food. But you know what? He was on the, they said he was, over, he was out. And they said these folks gathered around him. And they said what he did, he said, he, he said this. He said, listen. He said, a farmer went out to sow some seed. He says, as he was scattering that seed. He said, some of that seed fell on the pathway. You know, the pathway is hard. It's a hardened area. That's where you're walking and folk trotting and do. That's where they're walking. It's hard. They said the birds came and ate it up. And he said, some of those seeds, some of those seeds, they fell on rocky places, man, where the soil, it wasn't, it was real light. He said, the seed, man, they popped up quick. But when that sun, that was that Alabama sun, when it came out, Man, y'all know about the Alabama sun. Hey, when that sun came out, it said it scorched them. They withered up, man. They were gone. They ain't produced nothing. They ain't do nothing. Then it said some of those seeds fell on some thorns. You know, when you put stuff in the weed, them thorns, man, they grow up fast, man. They said it choked them out, man. They said they couldn't produce nothing either. But then they said some of them fell on some good soil. And they said in that good soil, that seed produced 30, 60, and 100 times, man, what it was supposed to do or what it could do. You know, that's where we want to be. We want to be in that good soil. But you know what? Here's the thing, man, that got me when I started reading that and studying that thing. <clears throat> the Bible says the 12 and others. 
you know, the 12 of those boys that was hanging out with him, you know. You got 12 jokers hanging with you, man, a long time. They gonna, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all in the same business, man. You know, you see 12, you're going to pay attention. These, what are these jokers doing? 12 of them plus one. And, and so what they said, when Jesus was alone, they got with him and said, what you talking about? We don't understand what you're talking about. What are you talking about, man, about this all? And Jesus went on and explained to him. And that's where we come in. I want to share seven things that can help us have a productive life. It's a lot more of them in the Bible, man, but I can't, I don't have, but I don't have much time. I already got the clock on me already. And I ain't got the heat, the heat already on me. So y'all going to get out a little early. <laughs> but if I didn't have no heat on me, we'd be here for a minute talking about this, man. And I could talk about it. I like to talk about this kind of stuff because it blesses me, man, because I, I see me there. I see other people there that's been a blessing in my life. I see and I see them growing and I see people that's ahead of me, man. I see where I want to go and I see how they got there. And I want how they I want to know how they got there, man. And all this is part of it. We have to be sensitive to that. Sometimes we can get caught up. Y'all going to hear a lot of this stuff. We can get caught up and believe we doing what they're doing the way they're doing it, but we're deceived. So we got to be very careful on that. So seven things I'm going to share with you on that. You know, I want to, I want to make sure that we know and understand. Uh, the first thing that I want to talk about, the first thing that we should understand, we should understand what true spiritual warfare is all about. Yeah. What is true spiritual warfare all about? Listen, Satan's got a plan, but now I'm going to be flipping, man, because I, I I like the, you know, y'all, they got all those gadgets things, but I like this big old Bible I'm telling But in Mark chapter 4, in verse 15, this is where I get this, understand what true spiritual warfare is all about, man. And in Mark chapter 4, verse 15, it says, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and take away the word that was sown in them. You know, his whole plan is to separate you from the word of God. That's his plan. That's true warfare, man. Listen, when you listen, when a war, when a war starts, you don't just you don't just start picking up the weapons and going out in the streets, man. You, 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 you got to have a plan. His plan from the beginning is to separate you from this word. Man, you get born again. You get people, you see them, they come into church, man. They get saved and they're ready to go. And all of a sudden, everything they heard, he comes after it. And he attacks them. Man, it could be from a family member. It could be for a friend. It could be, it could be from a coworker. It could be from anybody that you trust or believe in. Man, they'll say something to take everything. You ain't saved, man. What you doing, man? I got a six-pack over here, man. Come on, let's do what we used to do. Come on, you know you want one. Man, you can't handle that kind of stuff. He comes right away to take everything you just got. Now, you know in your heart, man, you're doing the right thing. You know, man, I just got a, a word to help change my life. Instead of cultivating that thing of someone allowing somebody to do that in you Satan comes immediately to take that word and that's the number one thing that's the first thing we need to understand what true true warfare warfare is really all about the next thing that we need to understand there must be a purposeful planting of the seed of God's word now this Fosol parable is, is in two other places it's in also Matthew and Luke Matthew 13 and Luke chapter 8, you can read the same parable and it's different things. But in Luke, it says the, the, the seed is the word of God. Man, it's real clear. It says it just like that. The seed is the word of God. Now, we're talking about planting seed. We're talking about planting the word. You got to purposefully, purposely plant <clears throat> seed. Now, no planting, no harvest. No planting. No harvest. I, I don't care what you can sit around all day long and look outside. It ain't going to happen until you plant some seed, man. You got family members that need to know a different way. No planting, no harvest. I'm telling you, man, it works just that simple. We have to change what we're doing today, and we have to reach them where they are. 
but we got to know what kind of weapons that we're dealing with. That's the way it works. Listen, different kinds of seed produce different kinds of harvest. Man, I'm telling you, man, you got to, listen, if you plant corn corn seeds, you're going to get what? You plant a peach seed, you're going to get what? You plant pea seeds, you're going to get what? Listen, if you got financial problems, why are you reading healing books? Why, why you got healing tapes? You, man, you broke. And you reading, what, what's the go? You got marriage problems. She said, the kids, everybody's saying, I wish he don't never come back up in here. I hope when he leave, he stay gone. Your marriage jacked up, man, but you sitting out there trying to invest. You trying to make a million. House told down, man. You don't care. You don't care how bad it is. You doing the wrong thing. Listen, you got all kind of problems socially, mentally. You listen. If you want, you got to get that finance, finance word on the finance, man. You got CDs, man. You got books. You got, whatever you're dealing with, that's the seed, man. You got to begin to go after the material that's going to help you get to the next place. You got to plant the right seed. And that's where I'm going with that. You got to purposely do that. You want a great, you want your finances to change? Do something about it. Get into what it's going to take to get you out of where you are. Don't run from him, run to him. A lot of people, when they get tight, man, and things start happening, I'm telling you, man, when, they, when, when you think the second note is coming, you, you're trying to find a job. You don't care if it's working 10 Sundays. You, you don't care about church no more. You don't care about the word. You're doing everything you can so that you can make that bill keep from coming. Th- that third notice come in. See, listen, man, you don't need that. You need to do what it takes to get out of what you're in. The seed that you need is where you need to park it. That's where we need to park it, man. And we need to make, make it on purpose. That's the second thing. The third thing, we must overcome distractions. Now, verse 18 and verse 19, listen. He says, still others see that on those thorns, man. It says, they hear the word, but the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke that word. Man, listen, this is a place distraction. This is the number three thing, overcoming distraction. See, see, like right now, right now in this service, there's some people that's going through some stuff right now. Man, they ain't heard nothing I said. <laughs> I've been talking for what, 10, 15? They ain't heard nothing I said. You know why? They're thinking about what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Did I leave that candle on? <laughs> Did I leave that stove on? Yeah. Man, <laughs> Lord, please don't let the house be burned down. My time be burned. <laughs> man, they're they, they all jacked, it's distracted, man. They ain't God talking to them in some way. Giving him a word. All of a sudden, man, that's how he operates. Listen, he don't not just stay outside the building. He, listen, that devil come sit right next to you in this church. And you think that seat empty, but he whispering in your ear all the time. You got to be careful. You got to be very careful about these distractions. And he'll do it to you, man. And that's a, it's all kind of little distractions. And y'all can think of some, those things that mess with you. You can think of them. They're distractions every day that happen to you. While you know you ought to be in the word, there's something to keep you from being in the word. <laughs> and one big one is late at night. You want to lay up in the bed with that word. And you know when you hit that bed, you're going to go to sleep. You ain't going to read none of that word. Man, you're going to go right to sleep. That's a distraction. You don't need to be landing on bed with the word. You get up and you read that word if you're going to read it. You need to build a time to where you spend with God to where he can speak to you. You read his word. You talk to him through prayer. And then you shut up and you listen to what he got to say. Man, this thing ain't hard. He'll talk to you. I know he will. He talked to me. You know, if people would have told me that before he talked to me, I would have said, man, he's crazy. But listen, when you are in a situation where you, a man can't help you and no decision you make can help you and you need God and he come through for you, you pay attention. You pay attention and you don't give up because faithfulness matter. Fruitfulness matter. And we need to make a change. And when people in your life that know you, when they begin to see a difference in you, then they'll begin to want to know what happened. That's when the questions start. Well, what happened? And that gives you, but you got to have something to give them. You can't just sit there and look at them like not looking on a piece of log, but you got to be there and tell them something because they want to know something. Man, people are hurting. 
people are catching it. I don't know. The, I'm around some people. I listen more than I do a lot of talking on the job. But I'm telling you, man, hey, they ain't happy. They want a lot more. Kids all jacked up. They don't know what to do. They're looking for some answers, man. And y'all around some people just like I'm talking about. When the opportunity presents itself, we need to be prepared and ready to give them something. When you ain't prepared and ready to give them something, you lost them. And that's a great opportunity to do that. Great opportunity to do that. Cares of this world. He said the deceitfulness of wealth. Listen, man, I'm telling you, you can have a great job. Wife, kids, everybody, everything going good. You got that order of life right there. God first, family. You got it right down pat. Everything's going good. All of a sudden, you get this thing saying, man, new job, $10,000 more a month, but you got to move. You in church, you serving, happy. Everybody happy. You leave town, say, I'm taking that job, $10,000 more a month, man, you know, that's blessing. You know, what we do is tie God to that thing. You know it's a blessing. Ten thousand more dollars a month, man. That's God. Hey, hey. <laughs> he said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. I'm righteous. And that's wealth. <laughs> Come on, ten thousand. That's no. That's God, man. You convince yourself. You and your wife sitting there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, you take that job and you go to man. And say, hey, there's a couple of conditions, man. You got to work seven days a week. Can't be in church no more. You got to travel three days in a week. Can't see the family while you're gone. Now you got probably 20 hours a week with them. Now you get back home, you're making ten more thousand dollars a month. Wife mad. Little Johnny, he, he don't know where, he, he ain't getting nothing in the deal. He all jacked up. He don't know, he don't, is that my daddy? <laughs> is that, who is this man? <laughs> he, you get, every time you get home, he sleep. Man, all of a sudden, man. You get home and you got divorce papers sitting on the table. I'm still getting $10,000 a month, more. She ready to go. Man, what has happened? See, deceitfulness of wealth, it looked good. You tied God into it just before you took it. But was it God? Man, listen, I'm going to tell you something. We have to be very careful. We have to pay attention. This is, see, we run after things and then we tie God to it. God did it. He did it for me. Listen, man, we got to, we, if, you don't, if you're not in that word and you understand how to dissect this thing and you understand how to look at it and then you ask for wisdom, God will give you wisdom. He said ask and he'll give you wisdom. You have to pray and you have to ask him. Is it God, is if this is you, you got, hey, if this is not you, you make this thing go away quick. But if it is you, make it right because I need your word. See, you can be all sitting there and then, fo- and then she's gone, kids gone, and then all of a sudden you need God. Now, now all of a sudden you go up and you get your physical and the doctor say, hey, guess what, man? Yeah. Found a mess. Don't, don't, don't look good. What you mean? Man, you, <laughs> you might have eight months. You got $10,000 more thousand dollars a month, though. Now you need God to come through. What you got in you? Deceitfulness of wealth, man. We got to pay attention as Christians. And we got to be careful when we say God did it. We got to be careful. God God don't do a lot of stuff. We say God, we put a lot of stuff on God. Man, we put a lot of stuff on him, man. And we put a lot of stuff on the devil, too. When we make bad choices, we tie them two in quick. Either he did it if it's good, if it's bad, the devil did it. And we out there doing all kinds of stuff. Christians now, I'm talking about Christians. I'm out there drinking like a sailor, smoking like a sailor. I mean, cigarettes cost what? When, last, when I was smoking, they were 35 cents a pack. I'm just te- I'm telling y'all how old I am right then. Because I know they don't cost no 35 cents a pack now. Now, you making minimum wage and you out there buying a pack. How much pack of cigarettes cost now? $9? $10? $6? You making seven twenty-five and you buying a pack of cigarettes. That's, that's, you ain't got but a dollar left. Man, listen, I'm telling you, what are we doing, man? We got to change some things that we're doing if we want to get to the next level. If we continue to do, if we're not moving, we need to go back and do an assessment. And then we need to change what we're doing. We need to do that, man. Listen. And then he said deceitfulness of riches. Then he said the, the desires of other things. That's the same thing as lust of other things. Well, my neighbor got a big boat sitting out there. I need a boat. 
Well, they just, sale sign just went up. I need a bigger house. Man, listen, other things, man, these things. You know, we have to define what we need and we have to understand what we want. We have to make sure we separate the two. We can't combine them. And we need to stay on that path. We need to make sure we're doing the right thing. God will bless what we're doing if we do the right thing. But he ain't going to bless what we're not. If we're doing the wrong thing, we can't tell him to bless it. Man, we can come to church. We can tithe. We can put, I mean, I don't care how many checks you put in that, but you can do the wrong thing. That ain't getting blessed. Because that's not how he operates. And we need to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Man, we need to keep our focus on what he's doing. The fourth thing, we must be able to handle pressure. Oh, man. Man, when the pressure come, man, you don't even know where, how to, you don't know how to drive. to. The, you forgot how to get to the church. When pressure hit people, church, church they forget the day Sunday. That pressure will put some hurt on you, and he knows how to bring that hurt. He'll put pressure on you. Man, all of a sudden, man, you sitting there, you got more going out than you got coming in. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Man, your wife down your throat or your husband down your You know how it works. It goes both ways. Because you can get to going, and that communication can turn south, north. It can go all kind of ways. But now you're not in talking in agreement. Now you're talking at each other. Not all, I mean, it's pressure on now, man. Now you're trying to figure out a way how to wiggle out of this thing. And we make bad choices when we do that. See, pressure, man, pressure hurts you. We're going to get tested, man. Second Timothy talks about that. He talks about that. He said, hey, mark this. It's coming. If you're a Christian, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested in many areas. I don't care if it's on your health. I don't care if it's on your pocketbook. I don't care if it's on your family. I don't, you gonna, we're going to be tested on how we deal with it. How do we deal with it? Man, we have to trust God in everything that we do. This is not a real, I'm, talk, I'm not trying to get so spiritual, man. I'm just telling you, we need God. We need God. We can't see people being mistreated and don't say nothing, man. He needs to be operating. People are being mistreated right now. We see that. I've experienced, I, I know y'all experiencing it. I'm experiencing it. That's wrong. Mistreat people is wrong. Man, it hurt me. I don't know people that's being mistreated and it hurt me. That's not right. That's not God. That's not what God tells us to love people, man. It, he says love one another. How are we going to be examples, man, if I'm telling you I love you and I'm treating you like a dog? Huh? Come on, man. I mean, I ain't treating you like some of these dogs. Some of these commercials, all that money, they're talking about getting them dogs, them dogs living better than me. I know down. Hey. Hey, man, when I'm down in Florida, man, I'm from Florida. Central Florida. A lot of thoroughbreds down there. A lot of horses. Man, listen, man. Them horses, man. Them jokers running and making money. They living fine. The best oak. I can eat the oak they eating. They eating oaks. I can eat it. Listen, them jokers got air-conditioned stalls. When I was going, I didn't have no air-conditioned stall. They got air-conditioned stalls, man. Them horses there, and they, I mean, they got their own walkway, runway. Hey, you, don't, you, you better not drive too fast if you're in that area. They don't play. Horse making millions, man. You better watch out the way. That's just how they operate. They're making money. But that's how it works, man. And I'm telling you, y'all be shocked if y'all saw how some of them are. But I'm just saying, we need to treat people. With dignity, we need to treat people with love. We need to love people. That is being a true disciple of what Christ is telling us to do, man. We need to determine how to handle pressure. We need to do that. The fifth thing I want to talk about is we need to have integrity of heart. Man, that's the good ground I'm talking about, man. Listen, I'm going to make a – well, here, 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 here's, a, here's a statement, man. Uh, uh, you know, we know what's wrong. In your heart, man, God deals with the heart. I'm telling you, he deals with the heart. You, you can know something's wrong. You can know you're doing something wrong. You ain't saying nothing to nobody. They don't know you're doing wrong, but you know it's wrong. And you ain't willing to change. That's a problem. 
That's a problem. You know, in Psalm 66, uh, in Psalm 66, 18, it says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Listen, man, I'm telling you, you can be offended. You can be selfish. Mine. It's mine. I don't care. I ain't going to change my mind. I don't care if it tear up this whole house. It's, I'm going to do what I want to do. It can, you, it can destroy my relationship. I don't care. I'm going to stick to what I'm doing. I'm never going to change. Well, you're going to get some bad results, too. Yeah. Iniquity in your heart. Man, listen, I'm telling you, man, we got sexual immor immorality. Yeah. We got to make some decisions. Because, listen, I'm going to tell you something. It's easy today, man. Listen, I got a computer. My wife's got a computer. My daughter's got a computer. We all got a computer. Everybody got one. When you click on that computer, man, you can research anything in the world. But on the side of that thing, and all kind of junk come on the side of that thing. I'm talking about everybody in here. If you got one, you're exposed to that stuff. And all of a sudden, your curiosity begin to say, click on it, tiger. <laughs> say what they're talking about over there. You know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that stuff is affected now. My eye gate, now my heart's being affected. God knows our heart, man. You know, he can't work, man. He, he, we got to have integrity of the heart. We got to do that. We cannot do the wrong thing, man. He cannot produce. God's word cannot produce. I'm going to say this. God's word cannot produce in a dishonest heart. I don't care how you look at this thing, man. If your heart's dishonest, if you're dishonest, I don't care how you shake it, man. He can't bless it. You can say he's blessing, but you better watch out because that devil, he got a way, you know, to take you up to the top and show you all this stuff if you follow me. Listen, let me tell you something, man. A dis you, we got to change some things. These are the things, man. I'm, they're very simple things, man. But if we want to be productive, and I'm talking about, he said, be fruitful and multiply. If we want to be productive in what God's word is saying, and we want to see people's lives change. And when I'm talking about people's lives change, I'm talking about those closest to you, those closest to me. Man, when I go home, I be wanting to. Uh, when I went home, my brothers, they, they were running from me. If they knew I was coming, I want all of them saved. But but the way I was doing it was wrong. And they found out I was coming, man. They scattered. Nobody was there. So I stopped telling them I was coming. <laughs> I ain't coming. Hey, you come? No, I ain't coming. Then I show up. You know. But I was doing it wrong. And then I found out, man. I need to be gentle, man. I need I need to be I need to take my time, man. They they living like that. I used to. The Bible tells us this now. Hey, you got to be careful how you deal with things. You used to be the same way. You used to go through the same stuff. So you didn't want nobody talking to you like that. So you need to be very careful how you handle them. So I had to take a different stance. I had to take things differently. And that's what it took to bring them in. Now, man, all of them loving God. And we talk now, it's about Jesus. And I love it, man. Because we can live naturally that way. We don't have to be all pent up. But it took time. And we have to be willing to take the time to watch them come in and those that we can't you know we we want to go out and reach all these folk out here and we don't know when these folks right here next to us <laughs> man that's who we need to work on we need to take the time and say wait a minute i ain't going down the street i ain't even going across the street i'm going to the next bedroom you know some of the i mean just spending time with your kids man i mean we got little people growing up in our homes in their own world they're doing their own thing. We just need to spend some time with them. That's all they're asking for, a little time. Watch them grow. Man, they grab to it. They grab it. And that's how it works, man. Let's, once we get that territory, once we get that solved, once we get that conquered, then let's walk outside, go next door. Let's go across the street. Let's go down the street. But we need to make sure, man. And, it, and that's whatever it takes. And God will show you that. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times we don't know the answer, man. We want to know, man, can somebody give me an answer on how I need to do this? Listen, it's not, no, people can't just walk up and open a book and say, this is how you do it. You know, when I got married, man, I would love somebody to say, this is how you need to be a man. This is how you need to be a husband. I had to go through that stuff. I'm telling you. I had to go through some serious stuff. Man, I almost didn't make it. 
<laughs> but uh, I hung in there. And that's what it takes. It takes hanging in there. We have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next step. A lot of folks are not willing. And if you're not willing, you will not receive the benefits that God wants us to receive. But it's time for us to begin now if we're not doing that. The sixth thing I want to talk about is being committed to share with others. You know, we got to be willing to do that. We got, once God show you something, things that's happening in your life, you got to be willing to share with others. And it doesn't matter who it is. Juan, Juan, come up here for a minute with me, bro. Now, Juan is like a brother to me. I can depend on this brother. But I got to be willing to share with Juan Everything I know, man, <clears throat> Juan's got to be willing to share with me what he knows. When we hook up, we got to be willing to share with one another. I can't look at Juan and think Juan don't have nothing to offer me. I got to know this brother, man, his brother's spending time with God. And if you spend any time with Juan, you know he's spending time with God. Yeah. Faithful brother. But we can't look at other people. Juan is Latino. My Latino brother. My family is mixed big time. That's how God wants it. But this brother right here is faithful. I can depend on this brother. We talk, talk about sensitive stuff sometimes. I, I can do that with him because I trust him. But I got to be willing to share with others. Thanks, brother. We can't look at people and think that they don't have stuff to offer. That's not how God, he didn't make this thing up like this. We got to be willing to do that because everybody needs him. He said he don't want one, not one. To, he don't want to lose one. You know, he's got parables about the 99 and the one. He said that joker was happy. Just he forgot about the 99. He was so glad to get the one back. That's how God is. And that's the way he want us to be. When people see us, they need to see that in us. They need to sit, sense in us. That's what we are all about, man. We got to change Christians, man. If we're going to say we're Christians and serve, and serve God, people need to see that in our actions. They don't need to hear us say it. They need to see that in our actions. And if we don't do that, who will? What are we doing? What are we here for? Man, I, I mean, I got a whole, thing, a whole bunch of things I can be doing. But I believe in what we're doing now. And I believe in doing things that's practical to help us get to the next level. I'm a real practical kind of guy, man. You know, I mean, I can go in the Old Testaments and talk about Ezekiel and all kind of stuff. I mean, there's some stuff I've been reading, man, that's just blessed my heart, man. But I believe today that pastors and churches, man, are failing the people in the church. I, 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 I believe we're getting the word. Don't, 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 don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We're getting good word. But there's something missing. When we walk out of here, man, and we go to work, when we go home, when we get in the car with our families, man, we ain't talking the same way. We, it's like we go in the phone booth and change. <laughs> who is this man? Who, who is this woman? Man, where, where did they come from? <laughs> what happened? Man, we, something's wrong, man. We, I think, and Jesus did this thing, man. He was talking about corn and farming and money. I mean, do something. You know, there, he had, there's a parable about the talents, man, when he gave the one and two and I think five. He, the one talking about, I buried it for you. Hold it on to it. You know, he got all kind of message, man, for the day for us to advance. He want us to advance. And we're not doing it, man. It's like the church is staying right here, man. Don't mess with me, and I ain't going to mess with you. Amen. Don't make no waves, and I ain't going to make no waves with you. I'm a Christian. Christians, need, we need to stand for something. And we're not doing that. And I think we need to be challenged. I think pastors need to challenge the body of Christ. I think the body of Christ today need to be challenged to do something different. We need to recognize stuff that's wrong, and then we need to call it wrong. We need to recognize when people are being mistreated and we need to say they're being mistreated. That's not God. That's not what God meant when he said love one another. We have to call this thing out and we need to hear more of it. Those that have a microphone to say it, they need to be saying it. And I'm not hearing it. 
That's a problem. The church has to change. The church, I'm talking about. Listen, all this Bible, is the New Testament and all that, all this stuff these people are going through, that's the church. This, and Paul was hard on the church. He called it out, man. They called it all out. Where are those Pauls today? I said, where are these cats? They call them. Some of them say, hey, man, he's a general in the faith. I'm a military guy. And I understand what a general's position is. I understand what a guy that's got rank above me position is. There's order. You, 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 listen, you, you, you get a command, you, you follow the command. <laughs> you know, that's the way it works, man. That's a soldier. If you're a general in the faith, you need to be calling the troops together and your commands need to be, here's what God's word says. And it needs to be clear. You need to understand it. When you walk out, if you don't understand it, you might get killed. We need to understand and we're not getting a clear understanding on where they stand. So they need to change their position or give up the rank. That's where I'm coming from, man. I'm telling you, it's time. If the local church don't come together in unity on this thing, to where we expand and we begin to become the church of this United States of America or the church of the world, where's the example? We can't be pulled into a world vision of how they're doing things. And it's being said, it's right. We need to understand if it's wrong in my heart, it's wrong out here. We need to understand that, and then we need to call it. We need to come in agreement. We need to be in prayer about it, but yeah, but we need to say things and be in agreement on this thing. We need Our voices need to be heard louder than what is being heard, and that's God. I'm telling you, that's what he wants us to do. Listen, Jesus didn't get no discount tickets. He said, he said I want you to understand this. I was persecuted. You're going to be persecuted. <laughs> that's what he said. I was persecuted. I was doing, but I ain't changing what my father told me to do. He didn't change. Listen, there's a reason why this word is written like it's written. It's a blueprint for us to follow. And if we don't follow it, we won't get the results. Christians, we will lose big time. And that is not what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on a different train. The sixth thing, be committed to share with others. Well, I'm on number seven. All right, y'all help me out now. Help me out now. The time is oh man okay the seventh thing be a good steward of God's word you know the amplified and this is verse 24 but the amplified says it like this it says pay attention to what you hear by your own standard and measurement that is the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom it will be measured to you and a little living translation added this it says pay at- close attention to what you hear The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. Listen, in closing, there's seven things that I talked to you about, man. I'm hoping y'all got something out of that. But in closing, man, we, 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 we must be faithful to hear and work the word of God if we want to see difference. We got to be willing to do that. And we got to make a make a change. You know, the word says that we're epistles read of men. The message translation says it like this. Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read just by looking at you. That's tight. Epistles read of men. People look at us and they read they're reading something. They're getting something. So what are we giving back? What what, What do we want them to get? You know, we can make that difference. We can make that decision. So remember, in everything that we do, man, whatever we may be, wherever we may be, let's not forget to glorify God as we bear fruit. Amen? Well, I hope y'all got something out of that. I I tried, man. I really did. I'm going to try to give you a lot more we can talk about. Praise God. Well... Praise God. Well, you know, there could be somebody here that don't know Jesus, and I want to give an opportunity for that to happen. So, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm a very simple guy. 
And, uh, and if you don't know Christ, man, I mean, I was there, man. I didn't know him, man. I was hoping, praying, man, that somebody would give an altar call like this. I did it in my living room with, with a preacher on TV because I needed him then. It could happen anywhere. But in, in, I, wanted to rep- I wanted to be a representation of what God had done in my life. So when I got in a service, when I, ha- I heard something like this, I hey, answered the altar call, man. I did it again and again, you know. That's just the kind of guy I was. And when he changed my life, he changed my life. But if you're not born again, you know, you know, the word says, you know, all you have to do is confess that Jesus is the son of God and that he died and he was raised from the dead. That's all you got to do, man. You got to just believe that. And then he says, ask him to ask for forgiveness, man. Just forgive me, God. I mean, I can't go back and change stuff. You can't go back and change the stuff you've done. But you can ask him for forgiveness because he said, if you do that, he'll forgive you of your sins, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's what he said he'll do, man. And that's all you have to do. You have to believe that he was a son, God, that he was raised from the dead. And you ask him to come into your life. Now, if there's anybody here that don't know Christ, man, if you have not received him, accepted him in your heart. And if you want to do that, listen, I'm going to be up here after the service. You can come up and say, hey, I don't know him. I want to know him. And we can start right there. We can start right there. And then there's going to be some things that you need to do, just like I did. I had to get in the word. My mind had to be renewed because, you know, once you are born again, you know, your flesh, you know, you, you, once you at, once you get born again, your flesh ain't saved. Your flesh still know the stuff you used to do. And your flesh will challenge you in what you used to do. That's when you have to understand the power of the Holy Spirit. But this is the beginning. Your flesh, you have to keep under. You know, in the scripture, it says you have to crucify that thing every day. Paul did it. He had to do it. Man of God, I got to do it. And you'll have to do the same thing. Because that same hand, if you've been hitting on that woman, once you're born again, it'll still, it's still recognized. It still will do the same thing. If you've been stealing, same hands you've been stealing with, they'll do it again. Everything you used to do, you, your flesh remembers. And you have to crucify it every day. So I'm up here. If you, if you don't know me, you want to receive Christ, we'll go through that. And, uh, and your life will be changed forever. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.